Welcome to the ministry of Barefoot Church. I'm Clay Neesmith, the pastor here at Barefoot Church. And man, we hope what you experience here today uh, will encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you in a great, great way. Today, I want to talk about, I want to talk about unity. I want to talk about being a unit, being a family, uh, kind of, you know, in the same flow, running the race together. You know, community literally is two words put together, which are common unity. And so we do have common unity as followers of Christ, but we also have a common unity uh, as, as a community in the calling or the assignment that God has given us as, as a church and as a family and as a, a group of people who gather together and spend time together in order to accomplish something in our uh, community. If you have your Bibles with you today, I'm going to read through a passage, um, and it's found in your Bible in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to read a few short verses there, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it today, because I really think it's important to get in, in the flow with one another be on the same sheet of music, and especially as we begin to gather back up in order to move forward with all that God has in store for us. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter four, beginning with verse one, it says, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you've been called by God. Now that's an interesting phrase because it means Whatever assignment you have in the local church is a God-given assignment. And again, I know we pick and choose the teams we want to volunteer on and all of those kind of things because we live in a culture like that. But the Bible says that, that God gives everybody a unique assignment on the team. And man, I think that is fascinating. It says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of, of your love, the love that God has instilled in, in us. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you, you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. He goes on to say in verse seven, however, though there is one God, he says, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all of the heavens. And look why it says he ascended higher than all of the heavens. And after Jesus arose from the grave, gave the assignment to humanity here on earth 
The Bible says, here's why he ascended um, higher than all of the heavens. It says, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the, the called out ones. It says he gave some gifts to the church, or may I say he give gifts, you know, to the church for the church to be what the church is designed to be. So this is the gifts he gave to the church. Bible says he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So the, the Bible here says that God basically gives some leadership to the church, to the people of God, so that they can be built up and do the assignment that God has called the body of Christ to do in the community. This, is, this will continue until we have all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the, to the full and complete standard of Christ. So here the passage says that this unity, this common unity becomes, becomes real when we understand and submit ourselves to the person of Christ, his purpose, and take on, and take on our position. Now, this is a fascinating passage of Scripture because what it says is, is God has an assignment for the church, his people, those of us who have put our faith, our belief in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And the assignment is like a team working together. It's like, it's like a, a group of people flowing in harmony, going in, in the same direction. And God says, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give to the church some gifts. And the purpose in those gifts is to build up the church, the people, so that the church can begin to fill the community with the presence of God. And so, man, I want you to know what our assignment clearly is, is Jesus ascended above the heavens so that he could give gifts to the people in the earth to fill the earth with God's amazing presence. And how that happens is when we are unified, flowing in the same direction and living out our God-given calling our God-given assignment, not somebody else's assignment, not somebody on TV's assignment, not some other you know, person's assignment, though we learn from each other. No, 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 we have a unique assignment. See, I don't believe it's an accident that you are in the place that you're in. I believe it's a God-given assignment if you're fulfilling what God has for you to do in life. In other words, it's not, it's not just, hey, you know, me and my family live in North Myrtle Beach and we lead this community called Barefoot Church. No, no, no. It's, it's a God-given assignment. And there's days I don't want to be in North Myrtle Beach. There's days I like living in North Myrtle Beach. There's days that, that you know, I, I, I would like to be somewhere else. But, but my assignment has been given to me by God to fulfill 
his purpose in, in, in filling the earth with, with his amazing presence. And understanding that helps me dig in and move forward with, with my calling. And you know what? I want the same to be true for you, for, for your family and those around you. It's not, it's not just, you know, church that we are. No, no, it's a unique, it's a unique calling in life. And so I want to talk to you just a minute about unifying your heart. What does it really mean to unify your heart? It, it, it simply means this. It means understanding, first and foremost, who you are. I have a, a smartphone in my hand. This is, is my iPhone, and I don't have it on the chat right now because I'd probably get distracted now. I'd love for you to make a few comments there in the chat because what you need to know is after the fact, after I'm done speaking, I'll go back through and read through the chat and, you know, uh, Maybe see words of encouragement, see uh, words where you've been encouraging one another. And it really, it really inspires me. So make some comments in the chat. Participate there in the chat. But, you know, most of you understand what this smartphone is all about. It's, it's a communication device. In other words, it holds a lot of information and there's no doubt about it that we all understand that this is a smartphone. Now, it's really, really important for you to understand that you are a Christ follower and what a, what a Christian is really all about. And I want to read to you what it says in the very next verse here in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. He says, he says, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of, of new teaching. We will, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. And so what he says here is, is an understanding of who you are is very, very important for fulfilling the assignment that God has given you as a human being here in this earth. And I really think a lot of times people are immature in this area. They don't, they don't really know who they are. They don't always know who they are as a child of God. Now, again, this is a smartphone and it is a smartphone. It, it's, it's not gonna change, it's, it's what it is. Just like you are a Christian, um, you know, and I want you to understand today what that really means and, and really begin to buckle down in it and, and flow and be unified in your heart. And so what I've discovered is so many people spend their entire life and a lot of times their entire Christian life striving to find their identity. And, and one of the things that assures us that people don't know who they are is is how many times people change teams. In, in other words, lots of times people bounce from job to job. And, and really they're just trying to discover something. They're trying to figure out what job they really are, are designed to do. Lots of times people bounce from relationship to relationship because they don't know who they are. They don't know who God has created them to, to, to really 
influence. They don't know their God design and they, they're, they're struggling with identity in who they are. They're jumping from one set of friends to another set of friends, from a job to a job, from relationship to relationship. And I want you to know that you have to, in order to understand and mature in who God says you are, you have to root yourself down. That's why the scripture says things like plant yourself in the, in the house of God and then you'll flourish. And lots of times people don't give enough time for the unifying to take place. In other words, they desire to be something or they think they should be something. So instead of, of rooting themselves down and becoming everything that God has created them to be with maybe a group of people and carry out that common unity, the community that God has designed them to work in and be in, what they do is, is they desire to be something different or they think that they should be something different or play a different position on the team. Remember, the assignment's given by God. And, and so they bounce from place to place, from relationship to relationship. And we all just need to understand that unifying takes time. You know, again, I, I really think it's a struggle in, in the area that we live in as a church. And what I mean by that is this is a very transient community. People move in, people move out. And people come here for a certain season. Again, we can all find encouragement. We can all, you know, uh, come to church services. We can get online, watch podcasts, do all of those variations of things and, and get some encouragement, get some inspiration. But to truly be who God has called you to be, to be unified, to be in one accord, to be flowing in your God-given assignment. You have to understand that in order to mature, it takes a little time. Don't bail out. Don't jump off of the bus too soon. Don't jump relationships too quickly because everything is not going your way. Stick to the job. Keep pressing through. Maybe just right on the other side of that next day could be the opportunity that God is opening for you to live out exactly who you were created to be. It's really important for you to know who you are as a Christ follower. And if you have trusted Christ with all of your heart and you love him, you are a Christian. That will not change. Just like the smartphone will not change. It's always going to be a, a, a smartphone. But what you've got to do is in order to really live out the smartphone or the assignment that God has given you to be, you got to know who you are. God loves you. God has forgiven you through Christ Jesus. God empowers you. Walk in the fullness of who he says you are. Next thing I wrote down is if we're going to unify is we have to live who we are. Live who you are. That means the function. In other words, know who you are, you're a Christ follower. Live who you are, that means you have a special function. 
Look what it says here in Ephesians chapter four, verse 30. It says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. And so our assignment is to fill the earth with the presence of God. Remember, God has poured out his gifts. He has given gifts to the church for the church to function and be who God has created to be in a community. And I'm inviting each person, each, each app that you have on your smartphone, each person to do what they're designed to do. You know, apps all are on the smartphone, but they all have a different function, they have a different assignment. And it's basically to get me information or to take the information that is in me into the system and begin to produce it. But, you know, we all have a function. We all have a function. It's not for you to be somebody else or somebody else to be you. It's, it's, it's working together. It's, it's, it's working in harmony. It's doing what God has designed us to do as, as the people of God and walk in it. You know, we, we have different functions, but we have the same purpose. And that's simply this, is to use our gifts to fill the earth with the presence of God to come, you know, and, and grow up in our faith and be unified in this one simple purpose and live that out over and over again and begin to see God change the world. And then the last thing I wrote down in my journal here this week about, about being unified and being a, having common unity, being a community of people is is this, and I really think this is the challenge for some of us sometimes, is I, I wrote it down this way, you gotta stay charged. Look what it says. Ephesians chapter five, verses 17 and 18. He says, don't act thoughtlessly. In other words, think about what you're doing every single, every single time. He says, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so understand the filling of the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we can fill the earth together in community with the presence of God. In other words, it's the assignment on the local church and you belong to the local church and you have a unique assignment, but the Bible says you gotta be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is, he is the one that empowers you to function and be everything that God has created you uniquely to be. And in other words, you know, this smartphone has to be filled daily. And the more it's used, the more battery, the more the battery has to be charged. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit empowers you. And the more you're used, the the, the chances are you're gonna need to plug up and let the, let the power source fill you up so you can pour out some more and be filled up again and again and again and again. And over maybe the next few weeks, we're gonna talk a little bit about the filling of the Holy Spirit, what, what, what that really looks like. Because, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions of 
what the filling of the Holy Spirit uh, looks like. And, and again, I, I really do think that according to this passage of Scripture, that the filling of the Holy Spirit is, is a God-given way for you to get over who you are and begin to live out who he says, who God says that you are. In other words, sometimes we think we're one thing, but God says we're another thing. And when you get charged up by the Holy Spirit, you know, that allows you to follow through with the assignment that God, that God has given you and God has given me. Here, we all know that it says don't get drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. In other words, we know that most people who get drunk on wine or beer or liquor or Jim Beam or whatever else, they don't, they're being influenced by something else in their actions. And he says that can ruin your life because a lot of times that drunkenness state of mind will cause you to take actions that are thoughtless and you'll do something that you probably would have not done if you would have had a little bit, you wouldn't have been under that influence. And it's really taken that analogy and it's comparing it to, you know, the Holy Spirit of God works in the same way. Except the Holy Spirit of God, you become underneath his influence and then it gives you the power to do things that you probably would not normally do in your own fleshly way of thinking. And so that's a powerful thought to leave you with this weekend. And as we kind of get back into being unified and growing together, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to, to stay charged. Because staying charged is significant. Again, this smartphone is always going to be a smartphone. But it doesn't mean it functions properly. Because if it's just used and the apps are pressed and, you know, all the things that go on throughout the day on the smartphone and it, it doesn't get filled back up, its battery supply doesn't get filled back up, it, it doesn't quit being a smartphone, just like you don't quit being a Christian, but it just loses its function and its purpose and it, it really doesn't do what it's designed to do and it becomes flat and it becomes oppressed and it becomes more or less <laughs> defeated. And that's where a lot of people are in their life. And part of getting over that defeatfulness or you know, that being overcome by the things of the world is simply done by filling with the Holy Spirit over and over and over again. And so, again, God is calling his church to be unified. And what we're asking you to do is to participate at the level that God calls you to participate. Again, it's not trying to be something and be somebody else on the team. It's just simply living out who you are, carrying out your function, and walking and being bound by the peace that God gives his family for fulfilling his purpose. You know, this church is, has simply been amazing, and especially over the last few years, because, you know, God has begun to really, really knit this family together. It's taken some time. There's a lot of folks here 
that, you know, we depend on each other. We, we work together. We try to move in harmony. And, and man, I just want to let you guys know, I have greatly been missing you as the pastor of this church um, because I, I know you've been functioning and, you know, you've kind of all been scattered and doing your thing wherever you are. I want to encourage you next weekend, man, as we begin to gather back together, let's get back together. Let's encourage one another. Let's continue to move forward and let's see what God wants to do through our community because community is significant. It's, it's common unity and it's really bringing the goodness of God into the area where he has planted us together. Church, I do believe it's time for us to step up and be all that God has created us to be. Love to pray for, it, for you today. And again, we hope to see you in person next weekend. God, thank you so much for your word. And God, I thank you for unique assignments. God, you have placed some incredible, incredible, talented people in our community. And God, I pray that each person would carry out their God-given purpose, their God-given assignment. And God, may we work together in unity, in harmony. May we dance together with great purpose. And God, it's not to just get over a virus, God. It's truly to spread your presence into this particular earth. And God, I pray for every individual to become healthy, to become recharged, God, become refocused. And God, may we make you famous in all the world. God, if there is one given person that is not surrendered by faith to what Jesus has done for them on the cross and through his resurrection, God, may they maybe do that uh, today. And my friend, if that is you, you know, it's, it's simply submitting yourself to who God is. It's saying, God, you know, I admit that I have sinned. I have missed the mark of your glorious standard. And I received the forgiveness that Jesus offered me on that cross. I believe that he resurrected from a grave to empower me to be connected to you for all the days of my life. Man, trust God for that. It's admitting that we have failed it's trusting that God has brought forgiveness and righteousness to us through Christ Jesus and that he empowers us to live this Christian life. And my friend, if you said that prayer today, I want to be one of the first to welcome you to the family of God. And, um, uh, you know, we're expecting God to do amazing things in your life. Jesus, we ask all of the prayers that we've talked about today in your name. Amen. We hope you were encouraged, motivated, and inspired today by the message. And again, man, we believe in you. We believe great things for you. It's because of many people's faithful giving that we're able to go out around the world. If you choose to invest in Barefoot Church, just go on over to barefootchurch.com. You can give there. But go out, live your purpose, and be inspired in a great, great way.